0: Hey, Uh, My name is Nate. I'm the lead pastor here, and I'm glad that you're here. Uh, I just want to mention something before we get into our message. Last week was Pumpkin Day at our locations, and it went really, I mean, it was amazing. It was so much fun. Uh, So thank you to everybody who was a part and helped out in any way. And one thing that was amazing that happened last week, um, I believe at every location uh, we had, um, well, I don't want to state that, but I definitely know of a few uh, situations where uh, last week people came to our came to church, and ours is it just happened to be a restoration church, but came to church for the first time in their life. So adults who had never been to church before came last week on pumpkin day, and that was their first time they'd ever been to church. That is absolutely amazing, and um, they came because. One of their friends, one of you guys, invited them, and uh, so just so glad to be a part of a church like this and to and to experience this together. Um, so it's so great. And maybe today you've never been to church before, and uh, this is all mind blowing for you. Uh, but man, we're glad that you're here. And really, what we're hoping is not just that you show up today, but that uh, that Jesus will do something in your life today. So that's why. I get up here and talk, that's why we open the Bible and, and we learn from it, to give God an opportunity to do something in our life. So today, we're starting a new series called Sinkholes. And if you're not familiar with what a sinkhole is, I'll explain that in a moment. But we're not talking about the, uh, uh, just a natural disaster that happens, but what we're doing in this series is we want to talk about, this, about dealing with the stuff that is inside of us. And uh, it's a really talking about the things we want to avoid and the things we don't want to talk about. And that's what we're going to talk about. The inside every single one of us, there's something going on. And if we don't deal with it, if we don't take care of it, then it will cause a collapse in our life. So I want to show you a picture. This was a, a sinkhole that happened in Guatemala in 2010. And when I first saw this picture, I thought it was Photoshopped, because I'm like, that is too unbelievable, or it's maybe from a movie or something. But I verified it. This is an actual picture of an actual sinkhole that happened in Guatemala in this city in 2010. It is 60 feet wide, 300 feet deep, and uh, when this happened, it swallowed a three-story building, which is unbelievable. Just imagine... (laughs) Just imagine you're sitting down for dinner, and the next thing you know, you're in the bottom of a 300-foot hole. And uh, it was sudden. And the one thing that's really um, what I think is terrible about this sinkhole is that this was not a natural disaster. This sinkhole was a human disaster. It was a man-made sinkhole. And what happened was this entire event was caused by faulty sewer lines that were running underneath their city. So they were leaking, and then they had this huge um, tropical storm, which put tons of water running through the sewer system, which caused the 300 feet of erosion to happen until finally the surface gave way and everything collapsed inside of it. And what's even kind of worse than it being a um, man-made catastrophe, and the disaster that it was, is uh, many, uh, many people were calling for the city to investigate the sewer lines. They had reason to believe that this was going to happen, and they were warning the government to take care of it, and the government did nothing about it. And so this kind of entire event could have been avoided. Now, in your life, as we're talking about sinkholes in your life and, and just talking about this sinkhole in this picture, you have a choice, really, in this series, or if you look at the stuff going on in your life, you can hide the, the stuff that's going on internally, you can, uh, you can stuff it, you can ignore it, you can even excuse it. But the one thing that we want is to really begin to say uh, and, to, and to really identify, is there something happening Underneath, our, underneath the surface, is there something happening in our heart that is going to cause a collapse in your life? Or maybe if you look at your life in the last few months, the last few years, you can look at an event that happened, and you would say, you know what, a collapse has already happened. I know what it's like to wake up and all of a sudden to lose everything. And that's real, and that's unfortunate. Maybe you've lived that, there was something in your life that you just were chasing, and then there was really a collapse one day and you lost everything. There's been heartache, there's been devastation, there's been loss. And maybe some of the things that are staring, that, that happened are a bankruptcy or divorce or job loss or a health crisis. But those external things have happened. And the destruction and the devastation happened in your life because there was something internal that you didn't deal with. So you may not even begin to recognize something that's happened in your life, but you can recognize it in someone someone else's life. Something one of your parents did, something one of your friends did, maybe something someone in your church did. And everything looked good on the outside. It seemed like everything was put together. They were the perfect person or they had the perfect family and they had the perfect life. But now, almost overnight, it seems like all these things were revealed and they've, and they've just destroyed everything that they had and everything, you know, you've, and who they are for real is not who you thought they were. We don't want to be there. You don't want to be there um, at that place or something that's been going on internally, something that you've been hiding, something that you haven't told other people about, um, something that you've ignored, causes a collapse in your life and causes you to lose everything that everything that you have. So for us, as we're looking in this series, as we're going down this series, we don't want you thinking about other people that you wish were here, pointing fingers about the, the sinkholes in other people's lives that caused you pain. We want to focus on ourselves and to say, Is there decay going on in my heart? Is there decay going on in my life? And then, if there is, to have the courage, and this message we're going to talk about specifically, but to have the courage to deal with that decay before there's destruction. To deal with the, the internal things going on in your life before. Um, before externally everything's destroyed. So probably um, you're here and, and man, you kind of recognize that. You've lived through it because it's something that you've done or you've lived through it because of something someone else has done for you. the sinkhole in their life caused the devastation in yours. And I really want you... In these moments and in this message, in this, this, this series, to look at yourself, to say what is inside of me, what possible decay is there, and to, and, and to, deal, and, and to be, just be open to doing whatever it takes to deal with it. Now, I heard one pastor, uh it's from the Midwest, his name's Dick Hardy. He said this, the external factors of your life are like a mirror. They're constantly ref- ref- reflecting back to you what you've put into your life. They reflect back your fears, your beliefs, your outlook, your mindset. It's all a re- direct reflection of what's going on internally. So as you look at the exterior factors in your life, they're reflecting what's going on internally. And he said this that I loved, what I thought connected to this message. He said, trying to change the external factors in your life uh, without dealing with the internal parts of your life is just as crazy as looking into a mirror and then drawing on the mirror the things that you want to change. So if I look at this mirror and I look at myself in this mirror here, we'll just let the people look at themselves too. Well, if I, as I look at this mirror and and I'm like, you know what? There's things in my life I don't like. Um, and uh, pecan pie season's coming up. So if I'm like, you know what? I really need to lose some weight so I can fill it back in with pecan pie. And I look at myself. and I'm like, well, you know what? What I need to do is I just need to I just need to slim down a little bit and, uh, and, and lose some weight here so that way I don't have to feel guilty about eating three a day. And so there... And so there's that, and then and then I look and I'm like, you know what? I could use. I just need to work out. I need some bigger arms. That's gonna be good. And uh, I need a beard. I've always wanted one. I should have one. And if I if I look at my life like that, like and then I come back and I'm like, man, wow. And I pat myself on the back like I am just so proud of myself. A lot of people said I couldn't do it, but I did it. Um, You know, my grandfather he could never grow a beard, but I can. Like. Uh, and just so disciplined, and then and then to like be giving you advice, like, hey, Pastor Dave, how'd you do it? I'm like, man, it's a lot of work, it's a lot of effort, it's a lot of discipline, but man, you can do it too. I believe in you. You can change the things in your life. And then even to be like, you know what? I Actually, I could use a little bit more money, so I'm gonna go ahead and take care of that too. Like, man, just everything's worked out. I've got savings now, I've got health, it's all there. I mean, that's insane. And obviously, if you were to do that, you're insane too. You cannot, well, and, but, we, but we do that. We look at the things in our life, you're like, man, I'm so miserable. You know what I need? I need a new car. Man, I'm so miserable. I better, I better drink some more. Um, you know what? Uh, this relationship's not going well. I need a, I need a new wife. Um, and what we're trying to do is we're trying to change all these external things in our life, but what we should be doing is working on and fixing the decay that's happening underneath the surface. So the question for you that you need to ask yourself and that you need to identify this morning is, what is going on internally? We're not talking about all the exterior things happening. What's going on underneath the surface of your skin? What's going on in your heart? And it's possible you haven't told people about it, people don't know how much you're hurting, people don't know how much you're tempted, people don't know what you've been pursuing, but what is there? Can you Will you be honest with yourself about this? If you got your Bibles, open up to Romans chapter 7. If you don't have a Bible, we'd love to give you one for free. If you go to the Welcome Center, and um, just ask them, they'll give you one. We'd love for you to have a physical copy of the Bible to call your own, and then... Uh, you're definitely, we recommend you can download the Bible app on your phone, and you can follow us along with there every week. Now, in the passage we're about to read, um, there's a guy, we we would call him almost a superhero. I mean, he he did amazing things um, to help people to know Jesus. And he wasn't always someone who followed Jesus. So earlier in his life, he was uh, someone who persecuted Christians, tried to get them arrested, tried to get them killed and then came to know Jesus after that. And once he did, he spent the rest of his life traveling all over his known world telling people about Jesus. And uh, he had major contributions to Christianity. A lot of the parts, uh, different books in the Bible, and different letters in the New Testament of the Bible were written by him. And he is honest and transparent about what happens internally in even his life. And we would look at him as almost perfect. You you know, we know he's not perfect, but um, only Jesus is is perfect, but he would be pretty darn close to that. And he begins to talk about, even in the internal parts of his life, and I want to read it to you. So Romans chapter 7, starting at verse number 18. And Paul writes, "'And I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, in my sinful nature.' I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I, but if I do what I don't want to do, I'm not really the one uh, doing wrong. It is the sin living in me that does it. I've discovered this principle in life, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Verse 25, thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. Paul here is writing, you can look back at me, Paul here is writing about what's going on internally in his life. And what he writes is true for every single one of us, and so I want to look, as we look through the scripture, he talked about some different things that were inside of him that were happening internally, and we want to look at that, and for you to look at yourself, what is inside of you. The first thing that we see here is in verse number 18. It's true for you, it's true for me, it's true for Paul. Within you is a sinful nature, And uh, your sinful nature is the part of you that makes you rebellious against God. It's the part of you that wants to live against God. So the sinful nature is the part of your four-year-old that slaps you in the face when you're trying to punish him. That's sinful nature. And we get this, we understand this, but it is in every single one of us. And here's, here's the big truth to this part of it that, We don't always agree with it, we don't always understand, and we don't always believe it will happen to us, but your sinful nature will always lead you to a sinkhole. Sinful nature is working inside of you, creating more and more decay, uh, decay, working uh, secretively, working underneath the surface, working without anybody else even being able to see it. It's decaying you internally, and it will always, always lead you to a place where there's a collapse in your, in, internally and it will affect everything in your life externally. And the part of this that, that is just messes with us and that we'll fight back with is how can, how can you say, my sinful nature will lead to a sinkhole when I like what I'm doing and, um, and it's fun? And in a lot of ways, I believe it makes my life better. How can you say that? Now, let's take about this, you know, this sinkhole in Guatemala. And so beneath the surface, there's decay. But on the exterior, everything's going great, you know? They're, they're remodeling all the buildings. They're painting. They've got new signage, brand new street walks. And you're like, life is so much better right now. Don't you try to warn me about any sinkhole. Don't you try to convince me that anything bad is happening because of you know, in my life and the way I'm living, because it is so much better than it's ever been. But it is deceiving you and tricking you into thinking that, that nothing's happening. Just keep looking on how good everything is on the outside. Don't pay attention to what you're really feeling or what's really going on or any consequences that are there. Just keep living and ignoring. And when you do that, there will be a sinkhole. Paul writes in a few verses before we just read in chapter 6, he said this, for the wages of sin is death. Your sinful nature is leading you to a sinkhole. It's all a trap. It's all a trick to get you to enjoy it, to get you to pursue it, to get you to go for it. And it's all a trap to cause a collapse in your life to injure you, to injure those around you. A famous pastor in, um, in the world, uh, he's not a pastor, a famous Christian Bible teacher in the world, his name is Robbie Zacharias, and he says this, sin will take you farther than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, and cost you more than you want to pay. And it we, we never consider that at the very beginning because our sinful nature always gives us what we want it always it's always enjoyable and it's always something that we enjoy and like and want but it's always sometimes just a slight deviation away from what God wants for us It's just slowly tricking us slowly leading us toward collapse so you've got that inside of you I'm a pastor I'm not perfect I've got that inside of you every single one of us have a sinful nature within us. Now, the next part is pretty interesting here. Something else we all have inside of us, we see it in verse number 19, uh, we have within us good intentions. Paul said it in verse 19, he said it actually in a few other spots, "Eh, what I want to do, you know, I want to do what's right. I want to do what's right. He's got good intentions to follow through and to follow God, but it's not happening. And you're not deliberately setting out to destroy your life. I mean, you're not setting goals you're like, all right, you know, my, my wife, she really loves me. She's really kind to me. But I bet you if I work really hard, I can get her to divorce me within three months. I just need a change. Everything's good. But I just wonder if things could be better. And so I'm just going to start um, disrespecting her, never telling her where I'm going, cussing her out. And I bet you if I work really hard, We can destroy this family. You you would never, no one deliberately sets out to do that. You don't look at your cute, cuddly little kids, you know, and and you just think like, man, I bet you if if I work really hard, I can get them to stop talking to me for the rest of their life. You don't do that. But doesn't that happen? Doesn't a marriage at one point, at one point in a marriage, they love each other. But at some point later, then there's, there's a divorce and separation. They didn't no, Neither of them deliberately ever set out to do that. And then we see this all the time where there's, uh, where there's a break in a family, and a parent who won't speak to a kid, and the kid who won't speak to a parent. It goes on and on for years and years and years. That was not their intention when they were holding them in the crib. I don't want to hear your crying anymore, so when you're an adult, I'm never going to talk to you ever again. No one, no one sets out with that intention, but because of the internal things that are going on in their life that they're not dealing with, that sinkhole and that collapse happens. And and when you have good intentions, because we all do, you have intentions to to forgive, to love your spouse. You have intentions to 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 uh, you know to. To budget, to, um, to forgive, to exercise. You have all these good intentions of things you're going to do. What happens is the longer your intentions go without action, then the more and more work it's going to take to repair the decay that's been going on inside. And good intentions left left um, unchecked or, or left without any sort of action behind it actually create a bigger and bigger problem. And uh, intention without action brings a greater cost. Because you knew you should have done something, but you didn't. And so now you're on the hook. Intention without action is neglect. You Think about the sinkhole in Guatemala. They, they were told, inspect the sewer system. And so when the people come up and like, hey, my, my family died. My building's collapsed. Um, You were supposed to do something about it. You were supposed to inspect the sewer system. This all could have been avoided if you would have followed through what you knew you were supposed to do. And they were going to be like, sorry man, our bad. (laughs) You know, at least you're famous now. Like what are they going to do? No, because good intentions aren't good now when there's been destruction. It all could have been avoided if you put action to your intention. So here's something I want, to write, I want you to write down. Because this seems so, stu- this is so stupid, but so true. And um, uh, you need to be intentional about your intentions. You, you have intentions like, you know what? I just need to call that person and ask them to forgive me. Well, you, how, how many years you've been saying that? You know what? I just, I just need to lose some weight. Well, how many years have you been saying that? You have to write something down on the calendar. You have to make a decision. I, this is not going to be my good intention anymore. I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to inspect this. I'm going to correct this. i want to ask forgiveness from this. There's a, a growing uh, depression in your heart that you've just been fighting through, but it's time to say, you know what? I'm going to call and make that appointment. I'm going to talk to that person. I'm going to get help for this, and to stop just Putting it off and saying, I'll get to it someday. So within you, there's a sinful nature, within you, there's good intentions. And then in verse number three, verse number 23, we see that within you and within every single one of us is a war. An actual sinkhole is a battle of physics. So the 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 the, the, the limestone or the, the ground beneath the surface is beginning to erode. And it's a battle now. There's gravity, there's pressure, there's surface tension, there's all these things battling. And it's decaying and it wants to collapse. But well, at what point is it going to collapse Till finally that one last grain of sand moves and the entire thing comes crashing in? Within your life there's a war between what God wants for you and the collapse in your life that the enemy wants from you. There's a war between your sinful nature, which is within every single one of us, and, your, uh, and, your, and the Spirit of God that is within you. Um, there's that war within you. Galatians chapter 5 says this, for the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit. The desires of your sinful nature are against the desires of the Spirit of God within you. And the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. They're at war. They're, they're opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Why can't you follow through on that good intention? Why can't you follow through on living for God? Because your sinful nature is trying to catch you, is trying to keep you to pursuing the collapse, not to keep you from pursuing God. It is a war within you. So you're, you've got that, every single one of us. We've got those three things within us. Sinful nature, good intentions, and a war. Some of you, as you're looking at your life, you're like, you know what? The collapse has already happened. It could have been 10 years ago. It could have been 30 years ago. There was a collapse that happened, and you look at it. You can recognize it, and what you you would communicate is, I just, I've moved past that. I've rebuilt my life. So you've put buildings back up. You've dealt with things. And you, and you would say, yeah, the problem's solved. I just, I've got the exterior parts of my life put back together. But if you haven't, but if you didn't deal back then with the internal things in your life that caused that collapse, then another collapse is in your future. Just because you had a collapse and you rebuilt everything in your life, you know, you, you, you rebuilt your finances, you rebuilt different relationships, just because... The exterior things are right. If you didn't deal with the internal things that caused that, then you will have another sinkhole in your future. You have to deal with the the internal things in your life. So uh, in Guatemala, we talked about the sinkhole that happened in 2010, but... um, you, what the maddening part of all of this is they actually had a sinkhole in 2007, three years prior. They discovered that sinkhole was itself a man-made sinkhole that happened because of faulty sewer lines. So they had it investigated, they figured it out, three people died in that, in that sinkhole. And knowing that, still knowing that the sewer lines caused one, could cause another one in the future... The government did nothing because either they didn't have money or they didn't have time or they just, you know, you know they, were, they would do it later. They never investigated it, now leading to a, a another sinkhole. And in your life, if you don't deal with what is going on internally, it doesn't matter if you've rebuilt everything on the exterior, it will happen again. You've got to deal with the internal things that have led to that decay and have led to that collapse. Now. All of this seems absolutely depressing to us. Um, You you know, this is good news for me, Pastor. Um, I've got a sinful nature. I've got good intentions that, um, you know, I've got a war within me. I've got all these problems in my heart, all these problems in my life, all these catastrophes that have happened because of me and, um, you know, you just feel like, you know, my life's going to implode soon. And you just begin to fear, like, man, what if my house is on a sinkhole? What if, um, what, what if it's all going to collapse? What if there's a sinkhole in, in the people I love? What, you know, and, and you just begin to worry and be fearful. And you're looking, and you're like, I've you, got these marriage problems, these financial problems, these job problems, these money problems, these health problems. And you just feel like, man, it's just all going to collapse on me. It's all going to implode on me. And you can feel like Paul felt. When he wrote in verse number 24, we already read it, but i read it again. He said, oh, what a miserable person I am. And we just feel that way. I'm sinful. I'm wicked. I can't ever seem to do anything right. I can't ever seem to get out of my own way. I can't ever seem to live for God. I've I've ruined relationships. I've I've ruined friendships. I just feel, man, I am such a waste. But it doesn't stop there. Because if you've made a decision to follow Jesus, there's something else that is internal within you. Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God. And if you're here today and you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, you can have that. You're not just stuck with a sinful nature and good intentions and a war within you. You can have the Spirit of God within you. And here's one thing that we know is true. When we follow Jesus and we follow him every day, you, we will never have an internal collapse. We will never have a sinkhole in our life, at, at least caused by us. We may experience it because other people aren't truly following Jesus when they put on the exterior front that they were. But you will not have an internal collapse if you just follow Jesus. Followed Jesus. Day by day, and that's where Paul writes in verse number twenty-five, and he says, "Thank God, the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord." Because you think, man, you know what? We've been dealing with these problems in my life. My parents dealt with them. Or I dealt with them. My grandparents dealt with them. Like this is just where this is just what we're stuck with. We can't get past it. We we we've always been poor. We've always been abused. We've always divorced. We've always hurt people. We've always uh, run from God. You think like, there's no hope for me. But listen, the answer is not in what you can do. The answer is in Jesus Christ. And he, it's Him who you give Him the ability to come into your heart and in, into your life. And when you do that, it, it's, it's Him who comes in and does the inspection in your life. And one Bible verse that we love to pray, and I encourage you to pray. Several times throughout a year is this. It says, "Search my heart, oh God. Search my heart," and we pray that prayer. God, search my heart. Do an inspection of my heart. What's happening internally? Are there things in there that I've been deceived with? Are there lies that I believed? Are there sins that I've accepted? Are there things in there, God, that that I that I that I'm letting stay there, but I shouldn't? And do an inspection, God. Do an inspection, Jesus. And the great thing about about Jesus is he he ha- acts on his intentions, so he doesn't just say like, "Oh oh, man, deal it saving time." shoot, I was supposed to be at first service. I've missed it. Um, I'll show up here at the very end of second service, and at least I'll try to help a couple people before I run out of time and they take off to go to lunch. Um, he doesn't do that. He doesn't say, oh, yeah, i got to get around to getting to, to help those people. I'll get to it one day. Like, angels, could you remind me? Um, I've got to help the Patriots win in the game tonight, so just let me know after that. You know, he's not, he doesn't have good intentions. So when you say, Jesus inspects my heart, what does he do? He does it right away. And then he comes back to you and he says, hey, I've discovered some things that you need to shore up. I've discovered some things you need to confess. I've discovered some things you need to, you need to let go of. And that process we is a church word. We, we'd use a church word to describe that. And that church word is conviction. And we look at conviction as a bad thing. We're like, I don't want to be convicted. Don't, God, don't tell me the things I'm doing are, are are wrong. But if you begin to think through it uh, in, in a different scenario, if uh, a, if a sinkhole swallowed up your neighbor's house and family and dog and goldfish, and you'd bring an inspector, hey, could you find out my property? Uh, you might, you know, my house where where we're sleeping, the playground where my kids are are playing on. Could you just do an inspection of our life? and what's going on underneath the surface here to make sure there won't be a collapse here. And if Jesus showed up and, and inspected your, your lawn and your air, and he's like, all right, I've discovered a few things. Your house is good, but the playground's not. And here's some things you can do to fix it, to keep the playground safe, to keep your kids and your family safe. You wouldn't at that point go like, oh, that's ridiculous. I'm not doing that. I just don't trust you. I don't trust you. I don't think that's going to be better. And... Um, if he even called you to remove the swing set, you'd be like, "Nah, it's not worth. I'm not gonna do that to my kids. They're having fun. I, nothing bad's gonna happen." You know, it would be so stupid to say after there's been an inspection done to say, "I don't want to do it." And when you can look at it the other way, when Jesus convicts us about something, we can see that it's a good thing. Because he's saying, "Hey, hey, there's things underneath the surface that are gonna cause a collapse, that are gonna cause a sinkhole," and we, at that point, say. Thank you for telling me. Thank you for correcting me. Thank you for guiding me. And if this is going to cause a collapse and cause a sinkhole, then, and then I don't want a part of this. If this is going to lead me away from you, then I don't want that. If this is fun, but ultimately it's going to lead to destruction, then I'm not worried about having fun. I'm worried about, about protecting my heart and protecting, uh, and protecting myself from, from an internal collapse. And when you look at it that way, then his conviction is such a beautiful thing and such a blessing that he would take time to speak to us and to guide us and to keep us following him. So what happens is, now, we're not looking at all the external things in our life that we wish could change or we wish we get better. Or we wish, you know, I wish people would treat me this way. I wish I could make more money. I wish this would happen or that would happen. I wish Pastor Nate would shut up and let us out of service. We're not thinking about all the external things that would happen in, in our lives, but we begin as we look at that mirror we say, you know what? I'm not going to look at all the external things in my life that can change. You gotta, I'm gonna I'm going to just draw hard on that mirror and say, God, I want to be focused on, on in here. God, shore up the internal secret places in my life. There'll be no collapse, no sinkhole. No implosion. Just a moment, Pastor Dan's going to come up and um, uh, invite you forward for prayer. but I want to pray for you myself first. If, you, if you're able will you, uh, if you're willing, will you close your eyes and allow me to pray for you. I told you a few moments ago that if you, that if you want to, you can have Jesus inside of you, uh, the Spirit of God within you. And it's not a hard thing or a difficult thing to to do, even if you've never been to church before. you, You don't completely understand that language. It's just a prayer to say, Jesus, I give you my life and I give you my heart. I ask you to forgive me. I believe that you're God's son and I make a decision today to follow you. That moment changes everything in your life. That moment changes everything going on within the surface of your heart. As you are now, not fighting that war by yourself, but he's fighting it for you. You are now not trying to, to, to win your own, your battle over your own demons, but no, he comes and gives you victory over the things that have haunted you, over the things that have, that have plagued you. Jesus says it's so dramatic when you make a decision to follow him and you pray a prayer like that to him. It's like you've been born again because you're starting a brand new life now. Everything's changed so much. You've given your life to him. you made a decision to follow him. Jesus, I pray for every single person in this room, for those who've never made a decision to follow you, I pray they will make that decision right now. They will be willing to just give you their entire heart, their entire life, their entire heart. God, for those of us in here. And externally, everything looks good. We are playing the game. I pray that you really show us, God, the internal things in our life that are leading us toward a sinkhole, that are leading us toward a collapse. And I pray we would be so in love with you. We would be so willing to follow you. We would trust you so much that whatever you inspect and tell us to change, we'll do it. Because we know the life you've called us to live is greater than the life of the sinkhole, It's greater than than the collapse. And we know it's not the possibility of a sinkhole, but if we pursue our sinful nature, the sinkhole will come. We don't want that. We want to honor you and follow you with our lives and live the abundant, overflowing life that you have for us. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.